ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Who wants to start? Who's starting? You are. I am. Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to History of a Haunting. Hi. Welcome. Today is uh, another mini episode for you lovely Patreons that we uh, grovel at your feet. Um, <laughs> it's a Lion King reference. Okay. <laughs> I grovel at your feet. <laughs> no! I gravel at your feet is what Pumbaa says. I oh. gravel at your feet. It would have been funnier if I hadn't fucked it up. <laughs> Hi, you pay yeah, for this. You pay for this. I swear to God, I feel like we should lose one every fucking week. <laughs> but we're gaining more. I don't. Uh, I, we're finding our weirdos. Uh, we're we're adding to our tribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Archie. You guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to finally bring you. All of the amazing goodness. Uh, I think I've been talking about it for, what, it's been about almost a month now since I went and investigated. Uh, We're talking to you today about the 1910 Globe Jail uh, in Globe, Arizona. And I'm finally going to tell you guys everything that we experienced, and we're going to do a little episode on it. So that's the location we're bringing to you guys today. We've got EVPs that we caught that we want to share with you, and um, our wonderful friends Tony and Cherie that run EVPI uh, put together an amazing video with um, even more EVPs and a shadow thing that we caught. (laughs) I didn't know this until I watched the video. They didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. And I saw it, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> we were right in that room when that happened. It was yeah, I woof. woof. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's jump right into it. We All don't right. have any EVPs uh, or endless vocal prattles, rather. Right. We do have electronic voice phenomenon though. So uh, let's get into it, Arch. All right. um, I've got a real quick little history on it. Cool. Okay. As with other boomtowns of the American West, Globe's population was growing quickly. The county census for 1890 was barely over 2,000, but there were more than 16,000 people there by 1910, and more than 25,000 in 1920. There's nowhere near that now. (laughs) (laughs) The population was more than 31,000 in 1930, after which it began to drop, not exceeding 30,000 again until the mid-1970s. And in the 2010 census, 53,597 people were found in Gila County. Oh, in Gila County. In Gila County. Okay, well, that includes Payson. Right. And, yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> According to information provided by the Historic Globe Main Street Program, the first Gila County courthouse was built by, by 1888 at the intersection of Oak and Broad Streets with the sheriff's office and jail in the basement. At the time, 
globe was part of the Arizona Territory, which was created from the New Mexico Territory on February 24th, 1863, during the Civil War. Hmm. Arizona did not become a state until February 14th, 1912. The county considered adding a third story to the original courthouse, but the copper boom created a need for an entirely new building, so the second Gila County Courthouse was completed in 1906 with the sheriff's office and jail in the basement. Again. <laughs> that There's space. a lot of crime going on. We're going to need another floor to this courthouse. Right. <laughs> that space was soon inadequate inadequate for the business the sheriff was doing. Aaron, all. write that down. Thanks. And although a report that consideration was given to housing prisoners on the roof may have been in jest, it became obvious that a new jail would be needed. According to the information provided on the Main Street Program's brochure, Globe was a, quote, tough town at the time, driven by the economic engine of copper mining, conflicted by the high investment from the East and the hard labor, liquor, and lasciviousness that turned its gears. I'm sorry, what was that last sentence? Because I... <laughs> Liquor and conflicted li- by the high investment from the east and the hard labor, liquor and lasciviousness that turned its gears. Okay. Gunfights, murder, and violence were not uncommon. I at some point I heard licorice and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> the new jail was completed by 1910, so named. It was considered state of the art at the time, being built of reinforced cord concrete. The jail served the territory from 1910 until February 14, 1912, when Arizona received its statehood, and from 1912 to 1981, when the facility saw its last prisoner. Hmm. A secure walkway over the alley connected the third floor of the jail to the courthouse, allowing convicted criminals do not pass go, go directly to jail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And according to a 2015 fact sheet, the jail and courthouse were purchased from Gila County by the city of Globe in 2010. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, a whole 100 years later. Wow, okay. And that's what I've got. Just okay. a quick little rundown. I mean, it's you hit all the high points. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Oh, sorry, did you cite your sources? I did not, thank you. Um, I got my information from oldprisons.com and globedowntown.org. <laughs> oldprisons.com? Yeah. It's funny. I is it really? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I mean, it's funny that's what it is, and that's all it is. Oh, I was like, it's a funny site? Okay, let's check it <laughs> no. out. Everybody, we're going to pause, and everyone no, go there. it's like oldprisons.com slash globe slash 19 slash helicat. It's got all these slashes in it with all these information. Oh. It's like, how many fucking old Is it just Arizona prisons, or is it like old prisons all over the country? All over the country. Oh, cool. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Okay. Um, have you ever been in any of them? No. Either as a tourist or an inmate? Or, or otherwise. Otherwise? <laughs> no. no? Okay. Uh-uh. Cool. Alright, he's a good boy. Just haven't been caught. I mean, I, I admit I've spent the night in jail. <laughs> but it was this jail. Yeah, right. And it was three weeks ago. So... <laughs> Any excuse I can tell, can use to tell that joke, oh, I, I'll take it. Because I must have said it like three times that night. They were like, we get it, Gary. We get it. Stop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we're trying to listen for Ghost Shut Up. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. Well, let's jump right into the hauntings, um, the reported hauntings that other people have experienced. And then I will tell you guys all about mine. All right. Okay. Even though Archie pretty much knows all of them because I was texting him from the prison, the jail that night. <laughs> But anyway, okay. 
So I got my information from 12news.com, YouTube, azpm.org, copperarea.com, and newspapers.com. Bet you didn't know there was a generic newspapers.com. I did not. It's really cool. It's um, got newspapers. Um, (laughs) No. How brave. I mean, it's progressive. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) from, uh, like, all the newspapers from since the time of newspapers. Just like a... a, a Like a microfiche online kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Have fun explaining what microfiche. Google it. <laughs> Micro, F-I-C-H-E, fiche. <laughs> okay. So, um, <clears throat> this is a really cool one. Uh, this is, uh, it's one that we have actually um, had personal experiences in the location that we're talking about. Um, that we're, you know, doing an episode for, for the first time ever. So this is our inaugural episode oh, good. about, um, yeah, actual personal experiences in a location instead of, we're going to totally go there. We got to go there. We got to go there. So visitors and workers at the Gila County Jail facility say that you can routinely hear the voices, footsteps, and movements of inmates. The only problem, like Archie said, it's been closed since 1981. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... The, the, there's a, what they have done now, and I think it's since 2010 or 2015, they've turned it in. So every Halloween, they turn it into an actual, like, haunted attraction. Okay. So the gentleman, um, George Nelson, who is actually the producer for the Haunted Jail in Globe, um, he said the second week into the build, when they first started doing this every year, the second week into the build, I was using my air compressor and three times we had the compressor turn completely off. And within 10 minutes, it came on by itself. Huh. A number of these instances he's had oh, God. while trying to get set up <laughs> for this haunted attraction. So like you said, Arch, there's um, the two buildings and the bigger building is the old courthouse. Um, and if I can remember correctly, some of it is still the, the courthouse, the globe courthouse, mm. but I think there are certain floors they use for like, um, they do a, an arts program oh. there. So it's not all courthouse anymore. Right. Right. Um, but some of them, some of it is, but there is that bridge that goes over to the actual jail mm. and it's called the bridge of size because what happened, the way that the, the jail was used was, um, you'd, you'd be arrested and then you would be, you would go to the courthouse and you would hear the charges against you. And then you would be taken over to the 1910 jail where you would stay until you were sentenced. And then based on your sentence, you would then be moved to one of the bigger prisons in the state. Oh, okay. Um, if your sentence was like three months or, you know, six months or whatever, you'd stay and the 1910 jail. But if you, you know, murder or whatever, then you'd be sent off to, like, Yuma Territorial Prison or some of the bigger prison complexes. Gotcha. So, um, several, years, several years ago, the Arizona Paranormal Research Society did a thorough investigation of the Gila County Courthouse and the jail. And they concluded, quote... From the evidence we obtained from the investigation, we believe that the old Gila County Jail and old Gila Courthouse indeed has paranormal activity. They are a wonder to visit, and it is recommended that the public should make its way to Globe, Arizona to see and experience these historical sites for themselves. 
It really is. It really is quite... And we only... Because we couldn't go into the courthouse when we did our investigation. We only had access to the jail and the bridge. But, I mean, obviously because it is still, you know, like a mm-hmm. courthouse, you have to be like ghost adventures to be right. able to have access to that kind. Which, by the way, they did an episode on it. Which I, I watched, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, but it, it really is remarkable. And it... They, it it looks exactly the way that it did when they first opened it. And it's a museum now. And so you go into this one little room and then there's like rows of seats where you get the history of the town and the history of the jail. And it's, it's really quite remarkable. Um, I, if you guys don't want to do like the haunted ghost tour that they do, you don't have to, but when they do reopen for, um, actual museum tours and stuff, I really, really recommend that you, you try to go. Um, so anyway, an excerpt an excerpt from the report um, by the Arizona Paranormal Research Society after they concluded their investigation is as follows: "Quote that was delayed, wasn't wow. it? <laughs> okay, that, better. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, what was experienced here was incredible. There were unexplained sounds of voices, male and female." Noises in the jail cells where they, when we were outside on break, interactions with spirits via our equipment, physical touching, audible disembodied voices, responses to questions asked, temperature drops when asked to do so, and then in parentheses it says we witnessed a 20 plus degree drop in the temperature in one of the cell blocks. Oof. Yeah, that would have been, ref- that didn't happen to us, but it really would have been refreshing on the night <laughs> we had been there. <laughs> Um, unexplained footsteps, cold and hot spots, and extremely wild EMF occurrences, which is strange considering that most of the areas did not have electricity. Huh. And I'll talk about that more later. I was thinking, how do I do it? Just stop, Carrie. <laughs> so, if any of you have seen the episode of Ghost Adventures that they did on the courthouse and the jail, you will know who Ozzy Mora is. She used to be an anchor um, for, she was a reporter for 12 News. She's an anchor now. She used to be a reporter for 12 News here in Phoenix at the time. Okay. Um, She's now an evening anchor at a TV station in Texas. But she said she was on Ghost Adventures and um, they had interviewed her because she had gone down there prior to interview Molly, who Molly was the one that Tony and Cherie had worked with to get us the access to investigate it. Okay. Lovely woman. She's been running it for years. Um, so she had the opportunity, this Ozzy Mora had the opportunity to interview Molly about the c- upcoming haunted um, house feet attraction that they mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. doing. And she had an experience. Then she went, happened to go back the following, like the next month in November. And she had another one. That terrified her so badly. So, of course, Zach Bagans was like, tell me all about it and come in back in here. Even though she was, you could see she was scared. And she was like, can I pray first? Like, before I go back in this building? And he was like, sure. But he still made her go back in with him. Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah. Um, But anyway, that's who this is. So, she wrote an article for 12news.com. And she says, right when I entered the jail, I felt a powerful sensation just surround me. I was in for a surprise. Now, this is when she was there the very first time just to interview Molly about the new haunted house attraction. Mm -hmm. She says, 
Molly Cornwell, the caretaker of the 1910 jail, went on a walk with me through the premises and was a witness to two of my experiences. She says that there have been sightings, sounds, voices, footsteps of female and male spirits. There have even been full-bodied apparitions. Molly says, quote, I haven't encountered anything that harsh, but I have seen shadows and I have felt my hairs rise up on my on the back of my neck. Um, Molly has been working at the jail for over a decade. She said she always speaks to the spirits in some kind of way and thanks them for allowing her there. Um, so Ozzy goes on to say, I decided to conduct my interview with Molly on the second floor of the jail where she mentioned that many inmates had stayed and died. While working in the halls of the jail cells, I prepared to start my interview with Molly and George Nelson. He's the one that I had mentioned in the beginning who actually creates mm. the um, haunted attraction. Right. Um, he oversees the haunted jail at the Globe event. Um, and he and at the end of the hall, um, one of her cameras, she had set one of her cameras up. Um, so Ozzy says, are you ready? George says, Yes. She writes, then about five to ten seconds later, I hear a voice almost two feet down the hall from me say, yeah. I know for a fact I heard someone down the hall on my right. Then I hear a whisper say, yeah, right next to my ear. I asked Molly and George if there was someone else in the building, and they both said no. Both George and Molly couldn't believe it, and I vividly remember George recording all this. I made sure the camera was recording. She goes on to say, I couldn't understand what was going on. I felt a sudden chill on my right side, and I decided to keep going with the interview. Molly suggested that the inmates might have a crush on me because they usually only make their presence known during the evening. Huh. As we continued our interview, I set my GoPro down while George was still at the end of the hallway recording. So George was at the end of the hallway recording. Um, and then she had a camera at the other side. That's right. She had a camera at the other side of the hallway. Molly and I were taking, or I'm sorry, Molly and I were talking, and my GoPro started going crazy, flipping back and forth very fast, but the GoPro was off. I had to stop the interview. Molly said, is your camera supposed to be doing that? <laughs> and Ozzy said, no, it's off. Um, so apparently, after she got back and was reviewing the footage, she said, as I'm about to put together my story, something just didn't seem right. As I'm going through my footage, everything is there except two clips are missing. Of course, the clips that are missing are of me reacting to someone saying, yeah, seconds after George says yes, and my GoPro going ballistic on its own next to a window. Now, people may not believe me, but after searching for a couple of hours through my footage, I am cer certain something or someone didn't want this to be shown. The founders of the East Valley Paranormal Society reached out to me after hearing about my experience and have shared some of their findings with me. Specifically, an image of what appears to be a woman, an apparition, waiting for somebody at a window. The woman is at the same window where my GoPro went ballistic. Huh. So, Arch, I am going to show you this picture and I want you to tell me what you think of it. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay, so this is the, the photo, they, this is the one, it's one photo. Um, this is the photo that they sent her. Um, and again, specifically, it says on here, specifically an image of what appears to be a woman waiting for somebody at the end of the hall. And then if you scroll up, it's the same image, but it's zoomed in. So go ahead and take a look at the first one and then the zoomed in one and tell me, tell us all what you, what you see and what you think. There's something back there, don't you? I mean, it looks like there's something back there at the end of that hall, right? 
I guess. I don't know. I can't really... Are you looking at the first picture or the second one? First picture. Okay, go down to the second one. Okay. <laughs> now you can clearly I, now see. Can now you see can it. see it. Yeah. So, what does it look like? It just looks like a woman's face, just looking out the window, looking out to the side. Yeah. But she's gray and transparent. Yeah, it has no body. You just see a head, or I thought I thought there was like a body. I just see like a little bit of torso. Oh, okay. Back, and that's it. Crazy though, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently that was the same window that her GoPro lost its shit at. Oh jeez. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're right. It was a little bit of a torso. Um, so we'll definitely... Um, I'll p- I can put a link to this article, too. Pretty pretty wild. I was um, I was pretty impressed by that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's... I mean, is it... Could it be a trick of... It could very well be. Yeah. I mean, we'll never know because we weren't there, but... True. Is that a tractor? That's us getting in our car to go there. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're we're heading there now. We're gonna figure this shit out. Um, <laughs> was it a tractor? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're doing construction work in that field back there. So I'm like, where would there even be a tractor going? All right, that's okay. Never mind. All right. So anyway, um, let's now talk about Kingsley Olds. Um, so the most well-known ghost story in Globe is the murder of Kingsley Olds in 1911. In the he and he was murdered in the 1910 Healy County Jail. Um, Olds was accused of murdering the two daughters of his employer. While awaiting trial, he was shot from the county courthouse building across the alley from the jail. It is said that Olds cla- Olds claimed to one of his jailers that he had been visited by visions of the two girls who, on two separate occasions, both at night, who motioned for him to follow them. His ghost allegedly haunts the jail as well as the ghosts of the two girls. Hmm. So, Olds was, at the t- here's the story, Olds was, at the time, working for the Goswick family. Uh, he was originally from California. He was a hopeful prospector who somehow along the way just kind of ended up in the family's employment as a ranch hand or something along those lines. Okay. Um, the Goswick family was Wesley and Etta Goswick and their ten children. Wow. Yeah. Who lived in Globe. Um, when in 1911, Kingsley Olds was accused of luring two of their daughters, Lulu, age 13, and Myrtle, aged 11, to the Salt River and drowning them. In what is to be believed as his construction of an alibi, he shot himself in the chin, blowing off half his jaw in the process, um, and then went back to the farm or to town, claiming a Hispanic or Italian man happened upon them and shot him. Um, he lost consciousness and didn't know what happened to the two girls. Um, their bodies were then found in the river the next day. So I guess a search of the area he described found no trace of the person or persons that Olds claimed shot him, and it was charged that he had assaulted the girls and drowned them in the river. Um, however, an autopsy of the two children found no evidence of violence. So, hmm. Um, their father, Wesley, having been aggrieved and enraged at the death of his children and at Olds for killing them, stated he was going into Globe to kill to kill him. So, 
Olds had been at the county hospital because obviously he blew off half his face. <laughs> um, but he was immediately removed from the county hospital and placed in a solitary jail on the third floor, or in a solitary cell on the third floor of the 1910 jail for his protection out of fear of mob violence. Because oh. the whole town wanted this motherfucker dead. Oh, wow. For I mean... Yeah. They were... 13 and 11. So, yeah, the whole town was like, and now he has to die. <laughs> um, so, he, uh, Kingsley Olds was charged with murder and later confessed he shot himself in an attempt at suicide. So then it's like, well, then maybe he did do it. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, to yeah. me, that's like, they okay, so the autopsy didn't find any evidence of assault on their bodies. Um, but maybe, like, in 1911, there was no forensics in 19... You know what I mean? Right. There was no yeah. Dr. G medical examiner in <laughs> 1911 Arizona. But, um, so maybe there was assault, but not the kind that you see on the outside, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You're like, yes, I do. Don't say it. Please don't. Please don't say it. Anyway, and so, I, but then they found no evidence of assault, so I'm like, okay, maybe he didn't do it. But then it says that he confessed he shot himself in an attempt at suicide, and I'm like, okay, well, then maybe he did do it. <laughs> I would be a terrible detective. Right. <laughs> I would really be horrible. Um, anyway, while being looked after and cared for by a prison nurse, just day before, just day before, no, just before daylight, fuck. Uh, Olds was killed in his cell after being shot from the neighboring courthouse from a window on the second floor. It is believed the murderer was able to access the cow house. What is happening? Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, Pull it together, Hopper. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Jesus. It is believed the murderer was able to access the courthouse and the office from where they fired one shot from 30 feet away into Kingsley's cell through the bars. Because there's bars on the outside window and then there's bars on the cell. Right. Then they believe that he was able to access this room by obtaining keys belonging to a janitor. Um, So he made his way into what was then a judge's chamber, poked a hole through the screen and fired. After firing the shot, they then left the rifle there in the room and walked out of the building. The shot ranged downward into Old's shoulder, into his lungs, killing him instantly. Oh, wow. Yeah. From 30 feet away. Through bars, through a screen, through more bars, one shot. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty fucking impressive. Um, it's been said that people saw Wesley Goswick walking out of the court heart, court horse. <laughs> wow. Wow. I actually, I, I, I haven't had that much to drink. I swear. <laughs> it has been said that people saw Wesley Goswick walking out of the courthouse moments after the shooting. He then disappeared when they were wanted to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He then disappeared. Not for long though. And I'll tell you how I know that. Okay. Because I am connected to this whole entire horrible, awful situation. In that, my cousin Dawn is the great-granddaughter of Wesley Goswick. Oh. (laughs) And she is the great-niece of the murdered girls Lulu and Myrtle Goswick. Her grandmother was their younger sister, Nora, who was four years old at the time of their murder. 
Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, and I only found that out the night before I went to go and investigate this jail. (laughs) I was like, hey, Dawn, I had messaged her, and I'm like, don't you have some connection to the, you know, to Globe? And she, aren't you from Globe? And and she was like, uh, yeah, and also this. And I was like, oh, (laughs) well, that's way better than just, you know, you're from Globe. (laughs) Um, So anyway... Um, that fact is actually something that I did use while I was investigating um, the jail. Uh, now, whether that had anything to do with the bonker shit that I experienced during the investigation and the subsequent EVPs that we caught, I have no idea. Uh, what I do know is that something or someone in that jail is not my fan. Mm. Yes. So, okay. What we're all here for. Or at least what you're here for. <laughs> The investigation that I went on. Um, So on Saturday, August 15th, I met up with Tony and Cherie Rathman of EVPI to do a private paranormal investigation of the jail. We got there at 6.30 p.m. and we had the entire place to ourselves the whole entire night. We left about 12.30 a.m. Okay, so this jail. It's three stories and um, like I said earlier, it, it's, they've got it set up very much like a museum. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and then, then like off to the, the left is, is where you sit down and you watch a video about the history of it. And then they take you on the tour. And then, so there's sort of like this little vestibule that you like first walk into and on, there's the left is the video and on the right is the actual like office of the sheriff and the deputy and all of that. Okay. Then, and then beyond that is the first uh, jail cells. And so, this episode, people are going to be finding out way more about my family than they want to. <laughs> but uh, we have a family friend named Barry that my mom... Um, Used to date. No. Right. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That makes my mother sound terrible. But my mom likes to make a joke every time we say some guy's name. She's like, I used to date a guy named Mike, or I used to date a guy <laughs> named Joe, or I used to... So that's why Archie said that. <laughs> My mom wasn't a whore, I swear. Um, <laughs> um, that my mom actually um, grew up with. So Barry has spent time at the 1910 jail in Globe uh, back in 1976. Um, and I'll get into how he ended up there later. But anyway... He said, he told me that the first floor of cells is where they kept the most violent criminals. So the ones that were um, charged with rape and murder and like the worst of the worst were kept on the first floor just outside the sheriff's office. Uh, For obvious reasons, they wanted to be able to keep a close eye on those individuals. Right. Then upstairs, the second floor is where they kept the drug offenses, the, you know... um, the DUIs, the, you know, okay. some of the lesser charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third floor at the time that when he was there is where they kept the trustees. Now the trustees were, um, what, which is what he was, were folks that it was sort of a work release kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I've read that. Yeah. So he, they would have to do jobs, um, and it wasn't like they could go to their normal jobs because at the time he went down to the jail, he was actually living in Payson. Um, but when he got sent down there, they were like, okay, he happened to know. <laughs> Barry happened to know one of the deputies. 
Um, and so the deputy was like, well, what are you doing here? And, and Barry's like, oh, you know, and so I told him the story or whatever. And he was like, well, do you want to be a trustee? Um, so it was one of those situations where it was a work release thing, but you couldn't do your normal job, whatever that was. You did whatever job they wanted you to do. So, like, it was repairing sprinklers on the golf course or washing the police cars or, you know, helping little old lady with her whatever problem at her house mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then they would have to spend the night and all the, and weekends there. Right. The third floor is where the trustees, like, dorm was. Okay. Now, I'm not entirely sure... If by 1981, because he said it was it was like a dorm style where they had like little desks in there where you could like write letters and things like that, and then you had your beds. But when we were there, it was a, just another set set of cells. So you'd walk up the stairs, and then on there was like a tank on the left and a tank on the right, and in that was cells. Mm-hmm. With the bunks that were like adhered, like not adhered, but like affixed to the wall. Okay. So I'm not really sure at what point that changed. Maybe mm-hmm. they just did it to kind of recreate the way that the, the jail really used to look. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Maybe. But um, so then there's the the jail building, and then like I said, there's the courthouse right next to it. There's an alley that runs through both, and then there's forty feet ab- above. Like you had mentioned, is that bridge mm-hmm. from the courthouse? I gesture. I talk. I gesture when I talk. Talks with her hands. I talk with my hands. So then there's that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making little like little muppet, little muppet, little muppet hands. Pup, puppet hands. <laughs> I talk with my hands. These oh poor paying people. These poor patriots. There goes another one. <laughs> I mean, bye guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like, get to the fucking ghosts. <laughs> so um, then there's the, the Bridge of Sighs. So when we were there, um, it was August 15th, and Arizona is, that's our monsoon time of year, mm. um, which Archie likes to call the non-soon because it's really, we didn't really have much of one this no, year. No, it's been really dry this it's year. It's been really dry this year. But this night... There were storms kind of building around Globe, so it was ungodly hot. I think it was like, I don't know, 110 in Phoenix that day. Mm-hmm. Now, Globe is about an hour and a half east of Phoenix, so it's not like it's cool. It's right. not like it's cooler. Um, so it was really, really hot in there. In fact, that room that I was telling you about when you first walk in the main doors of the jail and off to the the left is the only room in the whole three, four, three floor fucking place that had an air conditioning unit. Oh, boy. And it was one of those ones that you could put in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the only cool room in the entire building. There's no AC anywhere. There's windows everywhere. And what's interesting is the windows are so old and the frames are wooden and they have those like little like um, latch locks almost, you know, where you... Mm-hmm. It's the little bar that fits in mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Well, a lot of them were broken. So the windows wouldn't stay shut. Or maybe they had, like, a big, long nail that you would try to, like, keep it shut that way. But because there were storms around Globe, it was really windy. So there would be times where we, when we first got there, we um, kind of did, like, a baseline. We first, we walked around just to make sure that we knew, like, what was what and where things were. 
Then we went around again and we kind of did like baseline EMF readings just to kind of see what it was. Mm-hmm. The only there was only electricity on the first floor. In that one room. In the one room, but there was also a um, in the the first floor tank of cells. There was electricity there. Oh, okay. And that light, we actually kept left the light on in that one because we couldn't we could actually couldn't turn it off. But um, so there was no electricity and. When I had mentioned earlier about that one group that had, had visited, they had EMF spikes off the charts. So did we. Mm. It was bizarre. So typically in a location, like a house or whatever, you'll have an EMF rating because anything that has an electrical current is going to put off an EMF spike. Right. Typically in a home or whatever, it's maybe like one, two, because it's picking up the electrical current running through your outlets and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um this place was giving off, like, 23s, 24s. Oh, wow. Um, at one point, it skyrocketed to, like, 35 in the oh. upper floors, where there's no there's no electrical activity at all. That's crazy. Super crazy. And it was actually even something... So they experienced it. Um, the, the folks that I mentioned earlier, they experienced it. We experienced it. And it was also something that Ghost Adventures noted on their show as well. Hmm. So for whatever reason, not sure what... The idea with an EMF spike is that there is paranormal activity and the energy, that's the energy that the EMF detector is picking up or the K2 meter is picking up. Right, right. Um, In which case, we were like, there's a lot of fucking ghosts here. (laughs) That's like the only thing that we could think of. Um, So just kind of give you an idea. That's what it looks like. It was also, like I said, ungodly hot. Uh-huh. Because we wanted to keep the windows closed. Because, I mean, it, it, it's on a like just a regular street. It's not like a, it's like set aside. Right. Set, you know what I mean? So we it's, were hearing the traffic. Downtown. Yeah. It, we were hearing the traffic of the town. We were hearing kids running by and laughing. And we were hearing, one point we were like, do you hear that screaming? And it was so faint. And we were listening. And I'm like, hang on a second. It was a cat outside meowing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm like, I think that's a cat. So, I mean, we could hear all kinds of things. So we wanted to keep the windows as shut as possible. But what was really crazy was every now and then we would hear a bang, this banging noise. And we're like, what the fuck is that? So we're running all over, like up and down the stairs, running all over this jail, looking for this banging noise. Because when you're doing a paranormal investigation, you hear a weird sound, you run toward it. Whereas the average person is like, bye, and runs out. Right. <laughs> but you have to, as an investigator, you have to run toward the weird noise. <laughs> so when we found it, it was um, a window that was blowing open and slamming shut. And so oh. we were like, okay. So we closed that. And it stayed closed the rest of the night. But there was the um, Kingsley cell. This place is plays up the history. And I th- I've shown you. They have a dummy in the bed, in the cell, mm-hmm. yeah. which is beyond disturbing. <laughs> it's beyond disturbing. But I knew it was there because I'd seen that episode of Ghost Adventures, and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on investigations done there the night before. Um, so I knew that it was there, but it's still really creepy <laughs> to see it, because then you look at it, and the way they had it, the guy, the dummy was covered up with a blanket and the head was turned toward the wall of the cell and I kept thinking if I come in here and that fucking head is turned toward the bars I'm gonna lose my shit (laughs) fortunately the head never moved thank god right (laughs) but 
one of the windows in his cell, we would lock it, and then we'd go back in, and it would be unlocked and open. Mm. So we never did quite figure out what that was. Um, I'm hoping, because it's been three weeks, almost three weeks, I guess, since we went, but um, Tony has still not gone, gone through all of the recordings. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was wild. So the minute we get there, I got there right as soon as they got there, and I helped them unload the equipment. And then we were when we were walking around to kind of get the lay of the land, we immediately were hearing footsteps, whispers, giggling, everything. I was walking through, and I was just like, okay, I'm like checking it out. I'm like, this is Kingsley Cell. This is this. This is that. Um, the second floor tank uh, is notoriously the most haunted. And in Ghost Adventures... They actually, not they, Zach, actually locks Aaron into one of the cells on the second floor because it's the most haunted place, which I was like, dick move, as usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as usual. Aaron gets him back. It was really funny, though. Oh. <laughs> so um, we were walking around there, and uh, Tony was down. So I was up on the third floor by myself, and Tony and Cherie were down trying to figure out the placement where to put the IR cameras. And I'm in the third floor, and I'm with no recording, no nothing, just kind of checking it out with my little EMF detector. <laughs> and I hear whispering. And so I poke my head back out of the thing, and I asked Tony, I was like, did you hear that whisper? That whisper? Was that you guys? Did you hear that whispering? Or I said, no, was that you guys? And Tony goes, he was walking by, and he pokes his back, head back, and he was like, that giggling? And I'm like, no, it was a whisper. And he was like, no, we just heard a giggling. I'm like, well, I just heard a whisper. And um, and he was like, cool. Like, we had been there 10 minutes. And already we were hearing shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean... So we were super excited. We knew we were in for an amazing night. Mm-hmm. We just weren't sure what we were going to get. So we set up the equipment. And by we, I mean, I held cords. And I held flashlights. Because it was starting to get dark, so then... Tony set up the equipment. Right. <laughs> um, but we put a recorder in Kingsley's cell. We put a recorder in the third floor um, left side of um, cells. We put the parabolic mic up in the second uh, floor, the haunted, the most notorious haunted cells. We On the second floor cells, we put the parabolic mic there, an IR camera. We put an IR camera... Um, like in a cell facing outward um yeah we we focused a lot of 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 everything on that second floor mm-hmm. so the investigation if anybody if you've never done a paranormal investigation um but you're like me and you love shows like ghost hunters and ghost nation and ghost adventures it, it Paranormal investigating is something that I have wanted to do for, like, 20 years. I have always wanted to do it. I have always wanted to be taught how to do it the way the professionals do it. So I'm very, very grateful that I was able to meet Tony and Cherie. And they have been, and Chris and Audra as well, and they've been showing me the ropes. Um, But uh, it's really boring. (laughs) Because it's, it's not... Obviously, when the, on the TV shows, they're going to show you the best parts. Right. But they had to go through a lot of fucking hours and just sitting around to get those best parts. So it's not like 
you know, every single minute, every single hour, something fantastical is happening. That's not how it is at no, all. No, it's six hours of poking and prodding around and abandoned. Sitting, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it is just in silence, waiting for something, hoping you catch something. Tater, uh, wow, babe, you look rough. <laughs> Tater just woke up. Whoa, honey. Anyway, okay. Um, it's also a very physically demanding job. Mm. Um, <laughs> I remember we would be out taking a break and I'd be texting you or I'd be texting my mom or I'd be texting Jennifer and my mom's like, how's it going? And I'm like, I want to fucking die. Because it's... it's um, you're not just sitting around for six hours. It's you're walking up and down stairs. You're walking around. You're crouching and just like waiting. You're like sitting there waiting for whatever, for however long while you do like an EVP session. Um, or you hear a noise. And so then it's running up downstairs trying to find the noise and locate mm-hmm. the noise. It's a very physically demanding job. Not just, not just loading and unloading all of the fucking heavy equipment. I swear to God, I was asking them, like, how long did it take you guys to amass all of this stuff? Because it was like, I want to say, seven or eight of those big silver suitcases filled with equipment on top of, like, a rolling suitcase. And they had a ton. They brought a ton. Oh, wow. So, um, it's a very physically demanding job. It wasn't just sit a- oh. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's not just sit around in the dark and, you know, that's it. It's a very physically demanding job, and I didn't realize it until I had actually investigated this place. Mm. Um, so, Phelpsage Hospital is... Oh, sorry. It's bigger, but um, the very first time that I actually did an investigation without, like, other people as sort of a touristy kind of thing, like Vicky and I did... Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun and it was exciting because it was my very first one and I was there with the people that like run those tours and it was just us and it was, you know, so I wasn't really <laughs> focusing a whole lot on like learning the technique. Um, so when I was here with them, I was really, really, I was really focused on how to do it and how to set it up and how to, you know, whatever. And I realized it was kicking my ass <laughs> when I got in the car after six hours of it, I got in the car and I was like, my whole fucking body aches. I felt like I had been at Disneyland. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is a, it's a very physically demanding job. But also, it is kind of fucking boring. I mean, it's it's rare that you will hear a whisper or a voice and catch it on a recording. Um, we've talked about this before in some of our episodes, that if you do, that's considered a Class A EVP. So when that would happen, which it happened quite a bit, we were super excited. But for the most part, it was just like, is there anybody here with us? My name is Carrie. What is your name? And then allow, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you have to, like, ask the question and then give them time, like, a space of time to answer. And it's... If you just constantly just rattle off 9,000 questions, they might answer one of them, but while you're still rattling... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a whole science and a whole process to it, which I'm learning about and I think is really fascinating. But uh, it's that's my takeaway from actual paranormal investigations. Physically demanding and boring. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I hate to, you know... I'm probably not selling it to you guys to want to go out there and learn how to do it, but it it, it is. Um, the good stuff happens when you you review the footage you caught. That's when it gets exciting. What's some of the good stuff you caught? So, uh, okay, 
All right. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this before in, in some of our regular episodes, and I know I texted you the minute it fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> but we were sitting there doing, in the second floor set of jail cells, we were sitting there doing an EVP session. And um, they were each sitting with their backs. So there's the jail cells, and then there would be the solid wall in between the different cells. Okay. So they were each <laughs> sitting with their back toward a solid wall. But I didn't want to be too far away from them. And if I were to sit with my back toward a solid wall, I would have been like six or eight feet away. And I didn't want to be that far away from them. Um, So I stupidly sat with my back toward an open cell. Oh. Okay. And we're going through, yeah, we're going through and we're, you know, we've got the REM pod over there and we've got the EMF detector over there and we're like, come step up to these two devices. They won't hurt you. You can set them off and then we know you're there. That that kind of stuff that, you know. Um, And I'm sitting there and we're just kind of looking around and Cherie is filming and Tony's asking questions and I feel somebody's fingertips touched the left side of my cheek from behind. Because I know nobody's in front of me because Tony and Cherie are in front of me. We're sitting in a little, mm-hmm. like, circle. And I'm like, Cherie, could you please put the camera on my face? <laughs> <laughs> I feel something touching me. I swear to God, Archie, it was the very first time in my entire life I really hoped a bug was on my face. Oh, man. Whereas normally I would have cut my own head off to get rid of the bug on my face. <laughs> this time I was really hoping it was. She was like, there's nothing there. I'm like, do you see anything behind me? And I'm just sort of sitting there and I'm like... And I'll put the video that they made up on the Patreon because she, this part of me just being like, there's something touching my face. And I'm just blinking. <laughs> and I'm, she's filming me in night vision. So I really look like an idiot. Like, I'm just like, like I have super glue in my eyes. I was watching it the other night and I'm like, I look really fucking dumb. But in it, I'm like, do you see anything behind me? Do you, anything at all? And I'm like, don't move. Because what I was feeling inside was scream, jump up, run out, get in your car, go home. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And But then I was like, no, I want them to invite me back on more investigation. <laughs> so if I do that, they're not going to invite me back. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like... Nobody looks good in night vision. Um, so it felt like three fingertips on my cheek. And not light ones. They weren't like grazing my cheek. They weren't. They were just like fingertips on my cheek. And my headphones are in the way, but they were a little bit more toward my ear. Um, and yeah, I I was like sitting there, and I'm like, are they going to stop? Do I ask them to stop? What do I do here? I'm I'm panicking in my head. Um, and I don't know. I'll sh- like I said, I'll show you guys guys a video. You can let me know if it, that panic is translating to my facial expressions because. I don't know. <laughs> and so eventually I said, um, thank you, that's enough. And it stopped. And initially I thought it was a bead of sweat rolling down my face and just kind of got caught, but it didn't. And so when I went, I, the minute I said, thank you, that's enough, I went to touch my face, think, still thinking it was a bead of sweat or hoping mm-hmm. there was no sweat. I'm like, oh my God. So that was one thing. The next thing that we caught um, was... <laughs> after this and it was in the third floor now apparently the third floor was also considered like the women's tank and this left tank of cells i hated going in there Mm. it just felt bad it felt like 
you were definitely being watched. And every time I would, like, go and, like, film down the one side, furthest away from the exit door, mm-hmm. it, it just, I was like, okay, I don't see anything here. I would turn around and walk back down the tiny little hallway to get out, and I would be like, my intuition would be like, run, there is something behind you. Walk faster. I couldn't wait to get out of this one tank of cells. Oh, wow. And it was in this tank that they caught this. So hang on. Oh. I'm going to play it here in a second. Hang on. Okay. So could you make that out? I know that, I mean, I was playing it from my phone. So it it sounds a little wonky, but um, I'll try to enhance it. Um, But I played it for you when I got this EVP. (laughs) And... Archie, bless his heart, he, um, he, he tried to ignore the obvious elephant in the room in that the entity says my name in it. And I'm like, it, he said, he, what was it you said? You said something like, oh my God, that's super creepy. And I'm like, it says my name. <laughs> and you're like, I was trying to avoid bringing that up. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't miss it. So, um, after playing it and then them messing with the sound and bringing the voice forward and the background noise back, um, he was able, Tony was able to determine that it's saying, there's a a male voice saying Carrie's in trouble and then a female voice almost right, excuse me, Chewbacca. So Tony was able to actually, um, pull out of that, um, once he brought the voice forward and the background noise out, um, was Carrie's in trouble. And then a male voice saying Carrie's in trouble. And then almost immediately right after that, a female voice saying who cares. Hmm. So I did, after hearing that alarming shit, (laughs) I did a little bit more research and I found that there was a woman named Jenny who ran a brothel in Globe who was spent time at the jail as well. And she didn't really like any other of the women inmates because all, most of the males that were in the jail as well were her clients. Right. So she felt like those were her men. So, not Herman, but her men. <laughs> <laughs> I realized, I was like, did that sound like Herman? Um, so this entity, this Jenny, is known to not be very, fr- to be is known to be very unfriendly toward women Hmm. that are in the jail. Um, She'll make the temperature around them drop. Um, She'll mess with them. She'll touch their hair. She'll essentially pretty much try to do everything she can to freak them out. So I'm wondering if maybe one of the the male goes carries in trouble and then she's the one that's saying who cares. Hmm. Either way, not a fan of mine and I'm not a fan of theirs. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) uh, now this next piece that I want to play is, um, a recording that they were able to, um, the best they compiled it, um, from the parabolic mic that we set up in the second floor set of cells. Okay. Now, again, that's the most haunted part of the jail. Um, and the parabolic mic is, um... It's probably one of my favorite pieces of paranormal investigative equipment. It's a very sensitive microphone, and it picks up things that you cannot hear with the human ear to a much more um, 
finite degree than okay. just an EVP recorder. Okay. So we actually, when we were investigating in there and we were doing our EVP work, Tony was like, you don't have to whisper, but, you know, don't talk really loud. Don't, because the parabolic mic is so sensitive that it would just like talking in a, like even a quieter tone of voice would make it sound like it was shouting to the parabolic mic. Oh. Um, so he was always like, be quiet and, and, you know, shh, don't, you don't have to yell. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was it's one of my favorite um pieces of equipment and it was actually when we had um for the patrons i had shown them um or i had put some of the uh footage that the same microphone caught at the phelps dodge hospital in the lab okay that was the same thing okay so this next piece of evidence that i want to play is um everything that was captured by the parabolic microphone um now we are not um in the jail during these pieces of recording Um, because like I said it was really hot in there Um, equipment batteries would drain so we would have to go and charge all of our shit we'd go outside um, and you know chill out talk whatever and this is what was caught when we were not in the building so make of that what you're going to because I when I heard it I was like son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) my god so alright let me play that Um, real quick hang on real quick That's a lot. That's a lot in a quiet, abandoned jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the very beginning, I don't know if you could make it out. In the very beginning, they found um, one of the first voices that you hear. It says, no clear shot. Huh. So Tony and I were talking about it after he showed it to me. And he was like, do you think that's Kingsley's murderer? And I'm like, oh, maybe. But that person, if it was Wesley Goswick, mm-hmm. um, whoever it was, was in the courthouse. Right. And had a perfectly clear shot. Mm, clearly. Cle- yeah. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> See what you did there? Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they had a clear shot. Uh, the other thing was, was it somebody talking about us could they see us outside hmm. no clear shot to one of us was it just a, a residual hmm. I mean yeah it's it could it, the, 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 the questions are endless honestly I think mm-hmm. um, but you know 
I also found it really fascinating that, I mean, you hear footsteps, you, at, toward the end, you actually hear a scream. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, what, what is your take? <clears throat> I don't, I don't really know what to think. I mean, it's a lot of activity for the three of you guys meeting outside. Yeah. Even if it was the three of us in there, like, wandering around, it's, it sounds like there's a lot more people in that mm-hmm. place. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so I'm going to play another one. Um, and this is... Uh, we're wandering around and we're doing some, some filming. And in the prison, it's... <laughs> I'll put pictures and stuff up too, but um, there's a lot of like, graf- not graffiti, but there's a lot of like messages and stuff that former prisoners had written on the walls in like the cells. Oh. Um, on the, especially toward the end when it closed, there were people that like had written stuff on it because they knew that the prison was closing and, and mm. even, it's maybe not just even in the cells, but like in that like, uh, oh my God. I was going to say cellular area. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me? So that middle area of cells of cells. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there's, there's a lot of writing on, on the walls and stuff all, all over. Plus there's also um, notices and writing on the wall that the prison or the jail has. I, I, I don't want to mix up prison and jail. It was a jail. It wasn't a prison. Right. Um, that the prison had put up there. So, like, you know, um, these screens will not be open during visiting hours and keep your feet off the wall and stuff like that. So this particular piece um, that I'm about to play is us up on the third floor, and you'll hear Cherie talking, and you'll hear something. She is talking about how hot it must have been living in this jail in the summer. Mm. And she is, she says, oh, that must have been torture. Or something to that effect. And you'll hear it right after Cherie says torture. So okay. let me play this one. Hang on. Oh, plus they closed this one. Oh my god. How torture. Yeah. And then look, screens will not be open for any reason during visiting hours. Okay. Yeah. Clear. Yep. Um and as you can tell, we didn't hear that mm-hmm. because I keep talking. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one is unmistakable. Wow. That's unmistakable. And, you know, I think you and I were talking earlier that it, we don't, um, we're not trained to, to, to listen for that kind of stuff. Right. So there's a lot of um, EVPs and things like that that you and I hear, especially that Tony has sent, that if it's on a video, and then they'll pop the words up on the screen that, that mm-hmm. okay, this is what it's saying. And I'm like, I didn't hear that. But then I'll play it again, and I'll listen with my eyes shut. And I'll hear the space. I'll hear something. But to me, it just sounds like maybe background noise or feedback or something. Right, right. In addition, we don't have the kind of sound and sound equipment to be able to drown out the background noise and bring the speech forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but where our ears are also not trained to hear it, and like I said, they've been doing this for eleven years, so they're they're trained to be able to pick out from the din words and and things. Um, for example, that was a car going by. 
It's a ghost car. It was a ghost car. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Um, so, um, yeah, I like the EVPs like that where it's very obvious. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I listened to that and I'm like, when it, if it can make me jump back in my chair, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, so here is a, another one that I'm going to play. This one is a little bit um, harder to, to make out. Um, but let me play it and we'll see what you think. And guys, again, message us, let us know. What are you, what are you hearing in all of this as well? For sure. Um, so let me play this next one. Hang on. How does it feel during the summer in here? I bet you guys are sweating or hot. During the summer, you guys don't have AC. How do you survive in the heat? Okay, so that one was, a, I think, was a little bit harder to pick anything out. I did hear two distinct sighs, though. I did. I heard the sighs as well. Did you? Yeah. Um, toward the end there, when she's talking, um, they were able to he- pull out the words terribly bad. When she asked, like, what was it like? Toward the end, you hear the words terribly bad. And if I were to play it again, we'll see. I mean, go ahead and, you know, rewind it, see what you think. Um but again, you know, like I said, the really what all I was able to capture that because you you also hear a car go by in that one in that EVP, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit harder for me. Um, but yeah, those sighs, I was like, whoa, yeah, holy crap. Um, so I don't know, maybe they were exasperated with us. Maybe they get that question a lot. I right. don't, you know. What I mean? These people are boring, right? Uh, <sighs> come up with new shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, and then I have one more EVP. The last um, EVP that I'm going to play. Um, so let me go ahead and, and play that, and then Arch, let's get your take on it, and um, uh, then we'll talk a little bit more about the video that they caught that I'm going to put up on Patreon. Okay. Um, this is the one that you said you found on YouTube mm-hmm. when you were doing your research. Okay. Yeah. Hang on real quick. That's a little freaky. You know, and I was, I was walking down here, I'm like, why should I be another one of those dolls? That one is locked. What this is, is the it? bathroom. Yeah. I noticed. Okay, so a lot of overlapping voices. A lot of overlapping voices. Yeah, um, I did hear the whole that Sergeant Ellie Sergeant. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I heard that too. Um, and just knowing, remembering the conversation, nobody was. So we said sergeant. Nobody said we weren't talking about that. We were talking about so the the bathroom that we're talking about. They have they have are kind of using as a storage, um, a storage place. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we were talking about. Um, and then randomly you hear this voice say that's sergeant, something sergeant, delay mm-hmm. sergeant something. So I. So, um, yeah, that. Uh, 
Okay, so I brought up the video that Tony and Cherie put together. It's on YouTube. We're going to put it on our Patreon. But there's a section of the video, and it's about the, at the 10-minute, 10 10-second 10 mark. Um, and I want you to go ahead and, and play it, and then tell us what you see. Go ahead. Holy shit. What is this? Stuff they found themselves. No, this one. Oh, open it up. It's an Okay, oh, hey, I heard you. Oh. Oh. Can you make a loud noise, yes. please? Oh, it's a shadow. What is it? It was a shadow. Yeah, you can stop it now. That was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, and it seemed to come from the cell, like inside the mm-hmm. cell, like an arm was reaching out. It's, I, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird, and I'm like, I'm, I, I'm thinking back, I'm trying to think back to like how we were all sitting, like... Could that have been Cherie's or could it, hmm. could it have been, but there was no light. Right. That was an it infrared. Was, it was an infrared. So there would have been no shadow because there was no light. It was pitch black up there. Wow. Yeah. So I'm that's like, creepy. that's creepy. And if it's the cell I'm thinking of, it's that cell that had that fucking alien guy with the vampire cape <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> I texted you the picture of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was the other thing about this place is that they really um, play up the you know the jump scares kind of. Mm-hmm. So they had um, they had the Kingsley dummy up in Kingsley cell, right? And then they had this alien guy in that one, <laughs> and that's the sh- that's the cell that that shadow came out of. And then they had the third one that n- we didn't know about because Tony and Cherie had seen the alien guy and they were like just so you know there's a creepy doll in that one cell but it still scared me when I saw it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um, they also include in the video us coming on coming upon the third doll that is a a guy laying in the top bunk of one of the cells and I'm just we're walking through and I'm shining my flashlight into cells and I see this fucking old doll mask (laughs) thing and I it's in the video you guys will see it it's funny like ish um it's funny now at the time it wasn't that funny but i i notice it first and i jump i'm like and i jump back and so tony comes up and he's laughing and so then sure he gets it and um but yeah so they they've added some special touches to just kind of build the fear and they did good job thanks for that um (laughs) But in the end, um, yeah, definitely activity there. I am excited to go back. I think that you and I are planning, uh, Tony and Cherie are going to go back with us and help us because we've got folks that, um, some of our friends that want to go with us and investigate the place. So I think we're thinking November when it's a little cooler. That place was fucking miserable in August. I believe it. I will never do that again. Um, super hot. It was miserable. So I think we're thinking thinking in November. But we've got some friends that want to come with us, um, and I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to bring you because you. Um, uh, how, how do I want to say it? Like you 
you're far more sensitive to that kind of shit than I am. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of glad that you'll be there with me. Um, Archie was supposed to go with me that night. It was going to be one of those, um, hey, you, you want to come? Like, we raced through the, the James Dean recording, and hey, you want to come? And then we, we couldn't get the approval really fast. Like, they didn't re- reply back really quick. And I was we were literally on our way out the door to go to Globe. So he ended up not coming, and then um, I was texting him the whole night, and I'm like, oh my god, this, and oh my god, that, and holy shit, look at that, and um, something touched my fucking face, and um, so then he was like, god damn it, I really wanted to go. <laughs> so I'm glad you're going to be with us this next time. I'm excited to go back, but I, I do feel like I need um, uh, my band people around me, because there's definitely something in there that doesn't like me, um, and... I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm not scared to go back, but I'm I'm glad that you're going to be there. Um, so yeah, guys, that was the 1910 jail. That was our investigation um, of it. I like I said, I I had the best time, and it is you know, a paranormal investigation is 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 boring. You got to put in the the hours, and and it's a lot of sitting around in the dark. Um, also, in a place like this, that's not abandoned, but is also just, it's not in everyday use, so it's not, right. you know what I mean? It's not cleaned on a regular basis, it's not, so we did have, there were cockroaches <laughs> crawling on the floor. Uh, we did come across a, a scorpion. Oh. Um, it was dead, though. Thank oh, okay. God. Um, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to tell you, the Bridge of Size. So we went out onto the Bridge of Size. Um, because that's another place that um, people have experienced paranormal activity on. And apparently seven guys, seven people, I don't know if they were guys, but seven people committed suicide off of it. Oh. Yeah. So it's pretty high up. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know if they like tried to hang themselves off of it. I'm not exactly sure if they just jumped off of it. It didn't look high enough to me to where somebody could actually die jumping off of it but maybe maybe um but anyway seven people committed suicide off of that bridge and it was interesting too because when tony and sheree and i went out there tony was doing evp work which is really difficult because it was outside and then Mm -hmm. of course the courthouse is still a, a building that's in use so there were air conditioning units that were running so it was really difficult to do evp work out there yeah but it was interesting because T- Tony and I both, almost the second we got out there, experienced horrible headaches. And I said, is anybody else getting a headache? And Tony's like, my head is splitting. And I'm like, is it, is there, is it the air conditioning units? Are they putting off some sort of fumes that we're breathing in? Except that it was almost immediate hmm. that we started feeling these headaches. And then we stood out there for as long as we could. I'm like, I've got to go back in. I can't. I can't. And within a couple of minutes of me, be, of me being back in the building, the headache completely went away. Whoa. Yeah. It was wild. It was really, really wild. Um, my mom's on the patio with the dogs, and somebody's walked by like some killer asshole. So my dogs are freaking out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the other thing about that place. But it was... It was wonderful the way they have have done it and preserved it. It, it it's truly remarkable and Arizona has a lot of amazing history and um, I'm very proud to be from Arizona I'm going to miss this state very much when I move 
Um, but we'll be back to visit. Like I said in that Facebook post that I had posted, that Arizona's my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm noticing that I am a bad Arizonan and that there's a lot of places where I haven't been, <laughs> like Globe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 1910 Jail, guys, what do you think? Oh, uh, send was, us a message. Yeah, definitely. That was great. Yeah? You like it? Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to doing an actual paranormal investigation of it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, six hours. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do it up right, though. Holy shit. They brought food. They brought, brought drinks, stuff to make sandwiches. I mean, they were they were prepared. All oh. kinds of drinks, like Powerade and Sprite and waters and, and, yeah, stuff to make sandwiches. And they brought cookies and they brought chocolate croissants. And I was like, dude, I have got to <laughs> stick with you guys. Um, so, yeah, they do it up right. Um, we had a great time. We really had a great time, and the best part about it was is that we were the only three in the whole building. They give you the run of the place. Um, Obviously, they charge. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was it was really phenomenal, and I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to do that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's, it's, uh, some of these EVPs and that voice saying, Carrie's in trouble, like, Mm -hmm. holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. Um, yeah, so... All right. We'll see. It's just the first of many that I plan on investigating. So Okay. Yeah. The next one is going to be uh, the Phelps Dodge Hospital coming up on October 10th. We're doing our f- um, friends and fans events. And uh, yeah, so we, Archie and I went shopping. We're giving everybody gift bags. So we went shopping today. And um, he's going to have his very first paranormal investigation. Yeah. Yeah. In about a month or so. About a month. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. And as usual, Patreons will get exclusive only, uh, Patreon-only content. Yep. Yep. And we are doing our, we're actually recording our very first um, episode in front of a live, an actual live studio audience. That's not my mother. She refuses to go down there. <laughs> um, but it is going to be in front of about 10, 12 people. Okay. Um, so, uh, Archie's got to... have to figure out how to bring my notes. Yeah, yeah, you will. Uh, and Archie's not looking like he likes public speaking, but... Not so much. Yeah. Oh, well. It'll be all right. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this special um, bonus episode uh, of History of a Haunting. And uh, that's all I've got for you. Got to go and edit this stuff now. We've got a lot of interruptions. My dogs and my mom and my son and my... Um, just everything. So <laughs> let me see how I can throw this together in some sort of great way. All right. All right. Well, you got take anything care, to tell everybody. them? That's Just it. take care. Take care. All right. You know, and always stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. Bye. Bye, guys.